This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. living should be easy, but oftentimes it doesn't quite feel like that. Brightly believes that small, planet-focused lifestyle swaps can help us all fight back against climate change every single day. Part of being a conscious consumer means that when it's time to buy a new item, considering a product that is eco-friendlier than the alternative can actually make a difference. Brightly's shop focuses on easy, effective eco-products designed to help you reduce waste and make smart, planet-focused decisions around your house every day, whether it's stopping food waste with our Veggie Saver bag or eliminating single-use plastic wrap with our bowl covers. Pick from dozens of our favorite eco-swaps that have been thoroughly vetted and tested by our team, including yours truly, who has just done so much testing. <laughs> so head to brightly.eco slash shop and use code GOODTOGETHER to receive 20% off your first order with us. All right, Good Together listeners, I am pumped to be talking with our social media extraordinary manager today, Gabby. She's returning to the podcast. Hey, Gabby. Hey, I'm so excited to be back. Yes. And I mean, one of the fun things that we get to do at Brightly and obviously on Good Together is collaborate across the team all the time. And if you're a very, um, you know, voracious consumer of our social media, you're definitely going to recognize Gabby's voice and her face. She's the, really the an amazing um, behind the scenes person getting all of your amazing eco-friendly content to you. Um, but, you know, what's also I think interesting about your job, Gabby, is that you are directly interacting with the audience. And I know sometimes it's rough because we, we get trolls a lot, just like everyone else. <laughs> but like, I'm sure there's a lot of really interesting questions that come up, right? Absolutely. We get really good questions all of the time. Just people who are looking for a little bit more information, especially people who are really just kind of getting started on their, you know, sustainability journey have a lot more questions. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of really good feedback and we do a lot of Q&As. So we're able to answer those questions publicly also. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like there are, our content is designed to be consumed kind of by anyone, even if you're like, an eco beginner or an expert, but you're right. I think people that are like getting started in their journeys typically are going to have more questions. But I think one myth, and you know, listeners, we like to do myth busting here, as you know, and we like to really get into understanding, you know, common myths, whether they're like eco myths, for instance, like, ooh, can you um, recycle plastic wrap, which you can't, and you know, sometimes you, think you can yeah. because it's, it's plastic. Um, but another way, we also like to think about like, what are things or assumptions that we have as a culture that are not really eco-friendly and we just don't think twice about them? And so today we wanted to talk about 
the environmental impact of returns, meaning returning items back to retailers, because I think this is something that we have just never really thought about um, from an accountability perspective as a culture in general. Absolutely. It's become so common now and a lot of brands and companies have tried to make it you know, easier or a lot more convenient. So it's kind of become like a thoughtless process. Oh, absolutely. And actually, I mean, before we even get into like the overall picture and stuff, I mean, I, we literally were faced with it in my family last week. So, um, I listeners, I'm coming to you live from my, we call it the office. It's a shed office in the backyard. We'll do an amazing social tour in a while. Once I'm done, you know, finishing out on the inside, it's been great for me to have a quiet place to record the podcast. Um, but I've been, as we're, you know, trying to get this thing, you know, kitted out, I wanted a, a heater and I, you know, because I love aesthetics, I couldn't just have like a space heater. I wanted something that looked like a little fireplace. And so we bought um, something. I did a lot of research online. I found one that I knew would last for a really long time. Well, we got it in here and it doesn't work the way it said it was going to. So basically I wanted the ability to be able to turn it on remotely with an app so that like the little sh- uh, shed heats up before I come out here in the winter. Cause it gets, it's super cold in here. Um, so we thought we were going to be able to do that and it doesn't work like that. And so I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, what am I going to do with this? I, and because I know how bad returns are for the environment, like that's just something I've come to know and learn in working in this job. And so I was just having the biggest crisis like oh my god and so I like literally my husband was like just return it who cares and I was like oh my god no like that's not what you think it is and so I like literally contacted the company and I was like if I return this to you I literally used it for less than a day if I return this to you in original packaging and you know I pay for shipping and all that stuff are you actually going to resell it? Please don't lie to me. And they were like, yes, we will sell it open boxes. Like, oh, thank God. Um, And we'll talk about that in a second. But like, you know, unfortunately, like returning something to a retailer most of the time does not result in reselling, right? And did you know about this before, Gabby? I did not realize it. um, And really until I started working for Brightly, I I just, it, it really didn't cross my mind how bad it was. Um, I'm, you know, I was always conscious about what I purchased, but didn't really think too much about returning what I had purchased. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, most of us who try to be conscious about our purchases, we're not perfect. We're going to end up with things that we don't need, whether it's a sizing thing or, you know, a variety of reasons. And, you know, it's, it, for the longest time, it's just been easy to think, oh, I'm just going to return it. It's fine. And we, what do we think about it? Well, we think there's this like happy path where it gets resold. And a lot of times I think we think it's going to get resold for the same price, which that never happens. And so I think on the one hand, before we even get into like the environmental and like the physical impact of these returns, the one thing I would say is like, listeners, if you support small businesses like Brightly and, you know, you're, you're trying not to shop from the big box stores and you, you really care a lot about like where your money is going, I can tell you right now, the business is going to take a huge cut on something when you return it. So like, that's the long and short of it. Like they can't, resell things new, like, like legally they're not allowed to. So like that is taking something out of small business pocket. So like that, there's that piece, right? Like there's the, the economic piece. Um, but you know, thinking about the impact on, on the planet, I mean, look, we might in general think that returning isn't a big deal, but according to a report that was done in 2018, which we realize that's a bit old, but that was what we found. Um, 
returns accounted for 5 billion pounds of waste sent to landfills and 15 million tons of carbon emissions every year in the United States. So that was in 2018. And we've all seen the graph of how like much online shopping has grown since then. So I would say you could probably double that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you've seen these before, but they're really viral on TikTok of people who are dumpster diving outside of retail stores. And you will see brand, you know, nice packages. You can tell it maybe like the box itself was open, but the actual product has never been open. So much stuff that is just thrown away. It's literally in a in a dumpster. In a dumpster. Yeah. I I mean, if you look like on TikTok, especially that's some people's full account, they'll go to somewhere like a beauty brand, go out and look at their uh, dumpster and it's full of product. Oh God. I I really think a lot of that is coming from returns just because a lot of it, like I said, it's like the box was opened, but the the packaging of the product itself was not open. Um, So, and that's just in the local dumpsters, like at the retail retailer store. So I can, I can only imagine how much actually ends up in the landfills. It's crazy. That's crazy. Cause I've seen the dumpster diving videos before of people with food waste, which is also awful. Um, but you know, it, it, what I think, and like, I don't know that much about like what's going on from the retailer's perspective, but oftentimes, like, first of all, people think, well, why are, why are they just like throwing in a dumpster? Why aren't they donating it? Well, there's a lot of like legal and like regulatory issues that prevent businesses from being able to donate used food or not used food, like uh, excess food. Same thing with beauty products or like baby products and stuff like there are certain categories of things that it is like prohibitive to actually even be able to do it um, now. So we need some changes, I think, in regulation to be able to like you know, have people maybe consume this stuff at their own risk or whatever, and just completely take away liability. But unfortunately, it's just not not something that happens. And so, um, you know, so there's a problem of stuff actually like literally going into landfills and just being waste in landfills. But there's also, you know, in a world now with this online shopping, I mean, we also are generating a lot more carbon emissions, whether we're talking about like, sending that stuff directly back to a landfill that's incurring carbon emissions but like the part of you know you putting something back in the mail is is pretty is pretty crazy yeah uh, yeah it is it, it, it the package itself is traveling to so many different locations from you know production to your door back to them to the landfill i could it adds up oh it totally adds up and actually we found that online shopping purchases have a much higher return rate compared to other kinds of purchases, which makes sense, right? Like you're not seeing stuff in person. So according to the National Retail Federation, um, they uh, the online shopping purchases can be up to 30% more likely to be returned. Um, so, you know, and it makes sense. Um, and so I oftentimes, you know, we'll talk about uh, tips for people to, to cut down on that, but, you know, it, it makes sense. Um, and Gabby and I are recording this right after uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And you know, holidays obviously is a huge uh, potential for returns because of gifting. And, you know, a lot of times you don't really know what people want. And on average, again, the the National Retail Federation came out and said that retailers expect about 18% or $158 billion worth of merchandise sold during the holidays to be returned. Um, And, you know, January 2nd is actually called National Returns Day by the UPS. Wow. <laughs> That's just insane. insane. Right. Yeah. And so like, 
Let's talk a little bit about like, okay, we talked about why, like maybe understanding the amount of what's going on, but you know, maybe, maybe we can start just like thinking through like what actually happens when we return stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, so as we've kind of went through this, I mean, uh, there's like, we were talking about, there's a happy path where people think it's going to go back, but, but let's just talk about the general thought. So, you know, okay. So first of all, you buy an item, it gets shipped to your house. And then if you decide that you're going to return it, it's going to be rocking up more emissions and packaging waste, right? That it's going back to the retailer. So there, we already kind of talked about that, but once it gets back to the retailer, there's a lot of other stuff that has to happen. So like if it was going to be returned to shore shelves, it's going to start, sorry, store shelves. Um, we're going to have, you know, a cost incurring of like people have to like literally assess it and repackage it and relist it. Um, and so that's actually kind of expensive. And when you consider the fact that, you know, in some instances, it might cost more money for the retailer to reassess and repackage and relist that returned item. A lot of retailers just throw stuff away. That's why you don't see this open box stuff, which to me, it's like kind of mind blowing. But if you think about it from a truly dollars and cents perspective and, you know, talking about these companies that haven't really cared too much about their environmental impact and things like they don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes, I mean, they're making more money that way. So. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we, we oftentimes will say like, you know, as much as we as eco-friendly and eco-conscious folks like like to put the planet first, the best way to get somebody to do something that's eco-friendly is for it to be part of a different um, or like a, a better carrot. <laughs> so if it's going to be a um, financial carrot where it's cheaper for somebody to get the eco-friendly alternative, then that's a win-win. But if you're telling a retailer who's looking at you know, millions of dollars of expenses every year um, that, you know, it's going to cost them a lot more to return stuff. They're just going to throw it out. Um, so that to me is crazy. Um, and, you know, like we said, even if the retailer decides to make the difference and say like, look, okay, I am going to pay to get this resold, they're going to not be able to list it for full price. So see, that's how it really starts to become not economically feasible. Right. And that impacts those businesses overall. And I feel like that's why a lot of the times, like there've been several sustainable brands I've followed that haven't made it. And that that's part of it. When you do things the right way, it costs more. And some of them can't survive through that without enough support. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. Like doing things the right way sometimes, you know, might not make sense from a business, like a bottom line perspective, which is like really unfortunate. And so we found that like, at the best case scenario, only 50% of returns are resold. And I think that seems high. I mean, we've seen instances, I think maybe it was last year or the year before where there was, um, I think it was, I can't remember which luxury brand it was. It went viral because they were like burning up uh, return items because they were like luxury. It wasn't, it was not Louis Vuitton. I know that, but it was, like, let's pretend it's like a, a legacy heresy, uh, sorry, legacy heritage brand like that. Um, that's where you end up with this disgusting, like shredding business, right? Like, do you remember that? It was insane. That's crazy. So, wow, that's crazy. So it ends up kind of coming down to the consumer having to be the one to really be thoughtful um, until we see a collective change happen, because that, that's crazy if they're willing to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, and it, there's so many people. I can't. I wish I could remember. Well, listeners, we'll we'll figure out what it was that I'm thinking of, and we'll put it in the show notes. But um, whatever brand that was was a really popular one, and there were all these people that were like, 
you know, shame on you. Like I totally would have taken that at a discount, but the whole thing was the brand was like, well, we don't want to sell you this at a discount. Cause then it's going to like devalue the rest of the brand, which is BS. So the whole thing was just ridiculous. Um, and now before we get into like what the average consumer can do to kind of help out, the last thing I was going to mention was, um, and we've seen, I have seen TikToks of this where it's like people go to the, they're like middleman kind of companies or warehouses where you can go get a pallet of something. Um, have you seen this before, Gabby? Hey, I don't know if I have seen this. Yeah. So basically there are certain warehouses for unsold. It's either unsold new inventory or unsold returns. And they're basically packaged up in these like giant mystery boxes. <laughs> Gabby and I are just talking about mystery boxes. Right? <laughs> they're packaged up in these big pallets and you pay. I, I mean, it depends. Sometimes you pay by the pallet. Sometimes you pay by um, like the, you know, whatever. Like they, there's just, you go and it's, it's like, there's a bunch of haul videos on YouTube and TikTok of people opening up these pallets and being like, Oh my gosh, here's all this amazing stuff. And I, and, and they actually end up reselling it. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, I have seen something like that here in San Diego. Um, there is an, basically an overstock store. Um, and you'll, there's a ton of packages there. They're packaged up. Um, a lot of them are Amazon. And so you can't see what's in the package, but you know, it's anywhere from a dollar to $10 and you, people will go in and just take all these boxes and see what they get. Because I mean, it's a massive warehouse of just packages that yeah. I guess couldn't be returned or whatever it might be. But yeah, it's crazy how much stuff is there. And they, every weekend have a whole new haul of stuff come in. Yeah. Well, so there you go. I mean, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And yeah. so this appeals to like bargain shoppers and like thrill of the hunt. And it's almost like right. thrifting 2.0 or something like that. But I mean, you know, that's one way, but again, like that's a very niche thing that happens. Obviously not that many people are doing it or we probably all would have heard about it a lot more. Um, and then occasionally, right. Like some of the stuff that we're talking about does get go, it goes to like outlet stores, discount stores, thrift stores or donated. But, um, most outlet stuff, that's another myth. Most outlet stuff is produced specifically for outlet stores. So it's like, that's not, I think back in the day, outlet stores were kind of designed to be what we think they are. And now it's just, it's all produced for outlets. And please yeah. don't think that you're getting overstocked stuff because you're usually not. I, and I don't know if you've seen like, you know, local home goods or any overstock stores near you, but they are packed. They have so much stuff right now. Just I think last year they must have produced so much stuff or too much, but I mean, you can't even walk through them because there's so much holiday stuff everywhere. So oh, yeah. it, just the production rate is going up so fast. I mean, you can just see it year over year at these overstock stores, how much inventory they have is crazy. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that we were talking about too, I think like in a team meeting, but like, you know, it's not just this inventory overstock, it's like they're making stuff specifically for home goods. So it's the same thing oh, yeah. where it's like people yeah. think, oh, home goods or whatever is overstock. It's like, eh, not really. I mean, some of it is, but yeah. most of it is made specifically for those stores. And so yeah. and anyway, brands, yeah, those brands know that, you know, if they don't sell it, they can at least make a dollar off of selling it to home goods or whatever it is. So, you know, they're not really concerned about their overstock either way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Here's what I think, um, you know, we're going to now, so now that you kind of understand what's going on with returns and, and like thinking through what are, you know, various things that you can do as the consumer, um, 
The other thing I was going to mention before we get into the individual piece is I think number one, we all just need to know a little bit more about this situation. And so the fact that you're listening to this podcast um, and, you know, Gabby's going to do some, you know, reels and videos and posts about this just so people get to know a little bit more about it. But once you know about it, talk about it with people and say like, look, um, you know, one of the tips that we have, and we'll go through them all, but it is like use a wish list for Christmas or for other things. Like I know it's like not the most like exciting thing ever to do with your life to make a wish list, but like if you're getting things that you actually want, it's going to be a lot better and hopefully like not result in a return from the gift giver. Um, but just like maybe when you, when, if somebody says, Hey, like, what do you want for Christmas? Instead of giving them like really vague answers or whatever, maybe you're just like either really specific with them or you're, um, you know, really like, Hey, here's my wish list, And you can say, and that's because like returns are actually pretty bad for the planet. And I am trying to cut back on that. Right. So I, I think we need that culture shift. Um, and I think we also, this is something I was talking about with somebody else, but like we as consumers, I think need to start becoming a little bit more comfortable with the concept of made to order or like pre-orders or just like not relying on retailers, at least for stuff like fashion and stuff that's like not like food. Food is a totally separate um, beast, but like physical items that are not food, you know, manufacturers have to guess. They have to guess and understand like, are people going to want this style of dress in five months, right? Because the, the lead time on stuff is really long. And, you know, they're not going to know if something's going to take off. And that is where a lot of waste comes from, from an inventory perspective. So I think that we've got to become a lot more, I don't know, patient, which is hard. We're all used to like getting really getting stuff quickly and like into our house, like fast as heck. But like, I feel like that from like a general culture shift for me is is, is really needed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So like, what's a tip that you have for somebody if they're going to ask you now after listening to this podcast or seeing something on um, TikTok, like what would you, what's like one tip you have for somebody that wants to cut down on their returns? That wants to cut down on their returns. Well, I mean, from a gifting perspective, so if you're thinking about gifting yourself, like what I do is I I think it's kind of like a, a planning thing, really. So I have a note in my phone and I will update it all throughout the year as like, if I, like my boyfriend says, I really want this, like, I'll just kind of jot that down. Well, that's or, a good idea. I, I love yeah, that. So you don't yeah, forget about I, it. Exactly. And I have it for like my best friends and, you know, my family members that I buy gifts for. I have that note. If I see something like online that I think would be perfect for them, I have an Instagram album that I'll save it to. Oh, yeah. Um, and that just helps me like, and you know, throughout the year too. really in the summertime is probably when I start thinking about it more. But as I travel, as I go to different stores, thrifting, whatever it is, like, I, you know, I kind of have it in the back of my head. If I see something that I think would be like a perfect Christmas gift, then I'll get it then. And that's kind of special. Like when I, I moved across the country a couple of months ago and got to travel to a couple of different states and I got several gifts along the way from different places that I went, like, you know, um, local jewelry I got for one of my friends that I think she's really going to like, but it's cool because it's from this place in Arizona. There's a story behind it. It was handcrafted. And, you know, it's just, that's a more, I think, thoughtful and genuine gift because she's going to definitely love the gift. It's a necklace, but it's not something that I, you know, bought on Amazon real quick to give her a Christmas gift next week. You know, it's like, it was thought out. 
Um, but that's just something that kind of helps me is to really all year long be thinking about those things um, and then keep that note in my phone. Because if it gets too close to Christmas, I think what happens is people are kind of scrambling, like, what do yes. I get from this person? And yes. that's where a lot of that comes in, where you're just kind of Amazon or just running to the store to get something. And there's not a lot of as much thought in it, yeah. um, which could you know lead to a return or getting tossed out. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. And actually, I think a lot of times when we have tips for people that are wanting to do more eco-friendly actions in general, planning is a lot of it, like being creative and planning and not doing stuff last minute because you do. You're right. You just kind of throw stuff in the cart. Who knows if people are really going to like it? Um, Another tip that we had was like, you know, fashion, for instance, Um, if you can, um, I mean, number one, if you can go in person, try to go in person to buy things. And look, we know you're going to incur carbon emissions going to the store and all that stuff. But like seeing something in person or even trying it on, like maybe you go to the store and they don't have your size, but you can try on the next size to understand, like that's going to really help you understand whether or not you want something. It, this is like going to avoid the, everybody's ordered something from Amazon before where you think it's really like massive and it gets to your house and it's tiny. Like I think I, think I saw there's like a TikTok of this girl who like, thought she was ordering uh, furniture for her apartment and it got to her and it was like a miniature, like a model. <laughs> so oh like, I don't know how she thought it was that cheap, but uh, yeah. like, it was like a tiny, like a dollhouse chair. Yeah. Um, so That's we've all had that happen, right? I mean, hopefully not that, but. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will go through reviews online before I buy something because I'm afraid of something like that happening. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, actually, that's another good tip that you can, if you want to help people, um, write reviews. Like I actually, that's, I don't think we thought of saying that before, but if you like something that you get online, write a review of it. Or if you don't like write a review so that people can read that and know whether or not it works. I love that idea. I mean, that's a, that's a new tip. So let's, let's definitely recommend that. Um, and then, you know, we, we always talk about like being mindful. So making sure that we're being mindful about purchasing products, that one's kind of a given, but it's, easier said than done, um, especially when you see a good deal on something and you want to stock up or whatever, like it happens, right? Like, I think that it's just something. Um, so let's, that's kind of like what you can do before the purchase is made. I think we've, we've talked about like trying to prevent it, but you know, there's only so much you can do. Like you don't have control over what gifts people give you to after, after a certain point, or, you know, maybe you did the best of your research and it still's not going to work out. So like, then what's next? Like what are, what's something that you've done, Gabby, that you would recommend? What I'll typically do is, you know, I have a little sister, which is convenient because anything that I grow out of, or, you know, maybe isn't for me more than likely she will like, or can use. Um, but I'll send it to like my friends and family first to see if anyone wants it. If it's something I, I know that someone else would like, I won't tell them and I'll just give it as a gift, but I'll always like offer that option. Um, if it's something worth, you know, a higher value, then I might, you know, sell it um, on like Facebook Marketplace or something like that. If that's an option. Um, and then, you know, worst comes to worst, I'm going to donate it um, to, you know, thrift store donation center or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, um, there, we've talked about buy nothing groups. That's a great way to, to, um, offload something that you don't want or need. Um, and it, you can give it to a neighbor. So you, you, you're keeping it all really local. Um, and it's something that is just really, you know, really exciting for people to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that that's another great tip. 
Um, and just, again, like being really, really mindful, I think is just, is, is really important. Um, and so again, we, we know there's, you know, um, you know, unit economics here, right? So like, sometimes you might not be able to afford to not return it. And so look, don't feel guilty. Like, I mean, there is a a place to feel guilty and that's not one of them. So just try to prevent it from happening. Um, but like Gabby said, resell it, you know, like if, if you're not able to, to, um, you know, return it, you can always resell it on one of the, um, you know, local, uh, groups or through Poshmark or something like that. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times too, uh, the one thing that we didn't mention, the last tip I'd, I'd say is if you get something um, and it's not working correctly. Um, so the story that I shared at the top of this podcast with this heater, it's it's not working as advertised. So there's really not anything we can do about it. It's not that it's broken. It's just that like they, they listed a feature that it doesn't have. That's unfortunate. But like, let's pretend it got here and it wasn't working correctly. If you're handy... You can try and fix it. And actually, we I mentioned that because obviously it's very unlikely that when you return something to a retailer that they're going to fix it. So like that's almost like the doom. Like we know it's going to go into a landfill. Um, but the other thing is if you contact the brand and say, hey, this is not working or, you know, maybe the color's off or like you're not satisfied with the item they'll actually a lot of times give you a refund, a partial refund. So then you kind of, if you, if you can fix it or be okay with the color change or something like that, not only can you actually use the item because you fixed it or you, you're okay with it, um, but you also can get some money back, which is nice. Um, so I, I've had that happen to me before and it's been a welcome surprise. And my husband and I would just, you know, we looked up like a YouTube on how to fix something and we did it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, we've actually, I've had that happen with, um, you know, on Amazon when they have um, just individual sellers um, yeah. bought a piece of furniture and um, it, it just, it, it didn't come as advertised Yeah. And because the shipping would have been so much. And because it was a, it was a bigger piece of furniture, they actually just refunded us and um, completely just because of the inconvenience of it, instead of having to reorder another one, we just decided to go with a different product, but we had that furniture. And so we just put that on Facebook marketplace and we got refunded. So instead of going back and forth, trying to ship this heavy piece of furniture, someone who lives like two blocks away from me just came by and picked it up. Oh, that's awesome. So see, there you go. It's like, it's, and it's, the interesting thing is like the, I think the catalyst for you going through that was because of the financial thing. Right. And so like, that's where, again, a lot of times I think um, the financial piece is so important to understand because that is oftentimes really what pushes us into doing specific actions. Um, but I do think it's a really interesting way to just think about the amount of stuff that we're acquiring in general, being more mindful. Um, and then the last tip I guess I had is, you know, after you've gone through this whole exercise and you've thought about it, buy open box stuff. There is nothing the matter with open box stuff. And um I think retailers could do a much better job at like uh, showcasing open box stuff if they've got it. But Amazon, um, one of my favorite Amazon hacks is when you're on a product page, you can actually usually scroll down to where it's got that pricing information and you can find a lot of open box stuff on Amazon. So please, like if you're going to buy something, see if you can get an open box because you're going to have a better price. It's going to, I mean, I feel like half the time that open box stuff, it's just like the package is messed up, which like, who cares about the package? Like some of it's not even been opened. Um, so I've shopped on that plenty. And so you might as well save some money, save something from going into the landfill. Um, 
and just be more mindful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was mostly what we had to cover today. I mean, I can't believe we're already at basically half an hour, which is insane. I mean, <laughs> I guess before we head off, Gabby, I'm curious, I'll, I'll put you on the spot a little bit, but like, what is maybe an upcoming piece of content or maybe one that you've posted recently that's like been really exciting and one that's like one that's like really has has maybe um it's something that you want it's buzzworthy you want to talk about i have uh, one <laughs> but you go first. that we have already posted or something that's upcoming uh, either one like you could say like oh i posted this like last week and it did really well and i was excited or you could say like oh i'm working on something about x y and z like I, i'm sure people would be curious yeah okay well unrelated i am really excited about this is that i just posted this yesterday is the three celestial events to observe in december oh cool. i think Stargazing is so much fun. It's such a fun activity to do with your friends or a date night. And there's some really cool meteor showers. And then um, it's it's going to be really pretty. You'll have to go look at the pictures. Um, we've got a super moon at the end of the month too. So I'm really excited about that. And a lot of our um, followers, our audience really likes that kind of stuff too. It's nice to do things that are eco-friendly and also free. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. Um, and I was going to share one of my favorite pieces of content that we posted recently um, was the bread turkey for Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> that was a favorite among everyone. I love that one. Oh, it's so funny. So if you haven't seen it, you've got to go to our Instagram and see how to make a bread turkey. It was a repost from an awesome creator. And when yeah. I tell you that I had like family members that I didn't <laughs> even know follow us on Instagram, we're like, oh my God, are you going to make a bread turkey for Thanksgiving? It just really cracked me up. So. You have to make one now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make, make one for Christmas or whatever. I think British people eat turkeys on Christmas. That's yeah, you like a bread ham? Maybe? That's right, a bread ham. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. But anyway, well, thank you so much, Gabby. It was awesome chatting. Uh, yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together. So have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.